Good afternoon, Sherry. Hey, Paul. What's going on? Not much. How are you? I'm good. It's Podcast Friday. Yeah. Well, this is the let's get one in the bag because you've got this thing that you're going to do. Yeah, when... this is the this is the one in the bag. So it is, what, three days away from Monday? Mm-hmm. Three days away from Monday. Nothing going on on Monday. Mm. It's going to be a pretty casual day. A little casual day. Yeah. Get up. You're just going to lay around. Lay around all day. Mostly under anesthesia. Yep, it's going to be great. Uh, yeah, that's going to be something, isn't it? It is. Yeah, so that's a few days away, so we thought we'd uh, get one in the bag. So not to interrupt... The flow. The flow. Yes. Not to not to interrupt our decision to restart the podcast two weeks <laughs> <Right>. ago, <laughs> despite knowing that this was going to, going to be a thing. I, I don't question that, but it is curious. Yeah. It's it's, like, this is the time to just restart a podcast that I keep coming back to. Yes. Yes, yes it is. Seems to be. We've Why done it. Why not? Why not? If not now, when? Why not? Absolutely. So, so here we are. Uh, last episode, we talked about reflection. Reflection. Um, yeah. And I found, just reflecting on that conversation, um, that was a pretty interesting chat we had. It was. Um, and so I'm interested in where discovery takes us today. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out all kinds of. All kinds of new things. Um, when I think about discovery, I mean, one has to put oneself out there mm-hmm. to do it. Um, yeah. th- things rarely discover us by accident. It's discovery as an activity is engaged in, and therefore something is determined or found out. Right. Discovery. And uh, of course, you know, when we when we talked about this, because we're on a college campus, we a lot of times think about it. I still almost say that with disdain. Because we're on a college campus, <laughs> uh, what is the context? We previously used it, and it was in, you know, how do we? It was part of the year to thrive mm-hmm. series. Discovery was the third component of that. After pausing and reflecting, what did, what did you, what, did, what what's to be learned? Yeah. You know, so it's like, hang on for a minute, learn to see things clearly. Mm-hmm. And once you see things clearly, what are you noticing? And that's sort of where we, I think we were with it. And right. how do you notice and how do you pay attention? Because people think that, you know, meditation and mindfulness and these contemplative activities sometimes are f- for like stress relief and relaxation and things like that. It's like, I think I've discovered it almost always makes it worse before it gets better. <laughs> yes. You know, because, and why, why does it get so challenging? You know, why is, why, I mean, the benefits of meditation and mindfulness and contemplation are over time. And it has to be over time because, and a lot of people notice that it's hard to stick with at the beginning. It's like, how do you establish a practice of contemplation, however it sort of is? And it's like, you discover challenges along the way. Because once you start hanging on for a minute and seeing things clearly, mm-hmm. you're going to find some stuff. That is something that you've been doing that might not be in your best interest or may not have been in your best interest, but it's what you had available at the time. Mm-hmm. And so now that you see it and you discover that these things are happening, it might not feel that good. Right. And that's next That's next week. Yeah. The empathy, empathy. for self and yeah, others. Empathy. Yeah, empathy. So discovery is like, yay, discovery, you know, 
recalling when, when things are discovered, when, when things are discovered, something always suffers. <laughs> you know, I think that it's like I, 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 I paused before I said that because I'm like, is that true? But it's like that only I think is that true. I think that might be a universal truth. Nothing is learned without, I don't want to say a price to be, without. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. With, yeah. with no, you don't, you don't, you don't learn things for free. Yeah, and you know, we. If talk- you did, I just sit here and learn things, and it's like I don't think that's the way. Yeah, the real work happens after you get off of the cushion, right? You know, and you're left with what you saw. Right. Well, and we talked a little bit when we did a workshop on this, we talked about the fact that like discovery is actually a pretty weighty term that has a lot of like baggage with it. Yeah, it really does. I'm trying to avoid like Christopher Columbus but analogies and stuff. You know? Yeah, but he's there, right? He's always he on the edge. Um, That's what was sort of tinged with my somebody always suffers when discovery yeah. <laughs> when discovery happens on somebody. Some, yes. Somebody, somebody else always suffers. Yeah. So part of. So don't do it. Never discover <laughs> anything. <laughs> well, so, but that's be happy the thing. doing what you're doing and get on with your day. Is, yeah, I think we have to figure out a way to become discoverers, but also uh, maintain our values and a sense of ethics, um, understanding that we are but one person in a universe of beings. Um, so we can't, like, we never get to be the main character in the story. Right. Um, not really, but I think a lot of people live their life that way, right? Like, so if we think about Christopher Columbus, for example, or most of our, you know, colonizing ancestors, let's be honest, um, that was a kind of discovery where somebody's learning um, and their opportunity happened um, at the expense of others in a oh, yeah. really, really direct yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. So I think part of the challenge here is to explore what does it look like to have an ethical curiosity? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I think Christopher Columbus thought he was doing the right thing and that everything he was doing was fine. I think, I don't know. Maybe. Not. <laughs> I mean, his version of the story might be different from history's version of the story, especially these days now that, you know, we're getting a, a mindset on the destructive role that colonization has had in, in cultural histories. Um, discovery nonetheless. And um, yeah, but there's, I mean, there's so much violence in that, oh, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, so much, like, so much. Like, yeah, I get it. Maybe you're just, a, mm, I'm not even going to go yeah, there. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, there is a lot of, there's a lot of violence in that. And mm-hmm. um, discovery can feel, I mean, there's this, there was a spatial name discovery, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a big, bright, shiny, you know, adventurous, all the good sort of things that we, majesty of it that we put on this notion of discovery. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a tricky side to it as well. That is, is um, uh, there's also sides of it though that are joyful and yay, mm-hmm. discovery. <laughs> Um, so the, the perspective that I think that I've found is that when discovery happens, there's a, you will be better for it, you know, having discovered what, what you have Mm -hmm. in the contemplative sense. Um, but there's, there's work involved. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it even to begin a process of discovery and maybe this is true of like even going into pausing and reflecting um one of the things we talk about is that 
to be a discoverer, you have to admit that you don't know all there is to know. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think even that is hard. Um, especially, you know, in academia, I think we spend a lot of time building our expertise, building our certainty. We know what, we know what's what we know how things are done. Uh, we know the right way. We know the way we've always done it. Um, so why should we ever explore a different way? Um, and so I think even just that first step of like admitting, I don't know everything like that step alone is very painful sometimes. It is, you know, and in, in higher ed and academia, I mean, we've been, I mean, our, the, the training of the modern professor is one of, you know, make sure that you're right and be able to convince others that you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this pressure always to having to know what you're talking about and be right and mm-hmm. be confident in, in, in all of this to a degree of statistical significance. You know, it's like where you taught to argue for a living or mm-hmm. taught to have an opinion, no matter what the basis of it is, science or otherwise, you know, and, and convince others of your correctness mm-hmm. and to, yeah, you're right though. Absolutely. To, to, to come at it, just knowing that there might be something else for me to learn mm-hmm. is an exercise in humility. You know, um, there's no other way around it, mm-hmm. you know, and there's kind of this, you know, learning mindset, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the phrase you use? Lifelong learner. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Um, but even that gets sort of sidelined to, I'm going to learn more. I'm going to learn. I've learned stuff before I can learn even more. <laughs> this, this, that's, that's not really discovery. That's exposure, mm-hmm. you know, discovery upon that, that one brings upon reflection is how did I do this? What went well, what didn't go well. And then there's this kind of this gap of, of personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. What might I do? Yeah. You know, differently next time. Yeah. Yeah. Because the way that I did this <laughs> left these things undone or these shortcomings. Um, what can I do? You know, so there's a personal responsibility that comes with it. Um, but I mean, the nature of discovery itself comes from a sense of dissatisfaction, I think, or it is unsatisfied, unsatisfied need to go more further, deeper, kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. And that can, you know, and I think the point we're making is that that can be turned inward to discover yeah. things about yourself. It can. Absolutely. Contemplation, right? Right. Yeah. That's what. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I mean, it's interesting because I've been thinking that I did a kind of interesting personal discovery work uh just this past work or week um as you know i uh i took a really complicated spelling test you did you did (laughs) why did you take a spelling test right like i'm almost 40 years old why am i taking a spelling test and also the spelling test i took was really intended for people in grade school yeah um so yeah i took this assessment in part because um so i've been saying this thing about myself that i believe to be true my whole life uh which is that I'm terrible at spelling. I can't spell. Um, And then I was working with uh, my therapist who is also, she does academic uh, testing. And so she told me about this uh, program. And so we're, you know, kids, grade grade school kids, uh, they can take this assessment and then they can discover what particular patterns they struggle with related to spelling. And then, you know, you can work on the remediation from there. Um, and so I took the exact same spelling test, uh, that would be given to children, uh, and the process of taking the test 
as well as analyzing the results, um, sort of required that first I admit that there was more to know about my deficiency in spelling than just she can't spell. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like chalking it up that way has no curiosity to it. Um, it's just like, it's defeatist. Right. And so you're going to find out these are the words that I do know how to spell. And these are the words that I don't know how to spell. It's like, that's stupid knowledge. Stupid. (laughs) Yeah. That clearly can't be the point. Right. Well, and you know, one of the things that's interesting is like, if I really look at the situation, like, um, the last time I took a spelling test was probably, I don't know, 30 years ago. Um, so I have all these beliefs about myself that I just haven't tested lately. Um, so yeah, it was kind of interesting. Did I ever tell you the story about how, uh, I won the seventh grade spell. Oh spelling. Lord. There's, there's a, there's a whole podcast on that. I don't know what episode that is. I think it was on faith made welcome. Actually. Yeah. Maybe the other yeah. One. yeah. One of the other ones. Yeah. You did. Interesting. Yeah. And from that we learned right. never do a retest. <laughs> never agree to or, a retake. Yeah. yeah retake. Never agree. Yeah. You know, let the rematch. results stand. Never yeah. do it. Never do a rematch. Yeah. Under no circumstances. Yeah. So yeah, that's funny. Um, uh, yeah, but there's a spirit of that that goes into self-reflection I think about about a lot of things. Um, there might be some. I mean, even if you don't already think that there's something that um, there might be a deficiency or something or a room for improvement. You know, just uh, how did that go? I mean, just kind of reflection for its own sake. Last week's podcast, you mm-hmm. know, for the for the because something might be discovered mm-hmm. and discovery always makes the world a bigger place, it no does. matter how painful, violent, or uh, joyful and enlightening the, the outcome will be. It, mm-hmm. it makes the world a better, a, a bigger place. Mm-hmm. And is that what you want? You know? Um, <laughs> but again, there's this internal drive to, to, to discover new things, right? I mean, this is Star Trek, right? Um, brave new worlds and all that. Uh, so yeah, there is a way to do it. I think. Um, both personally and outward bound, I guess I'll say, in ways that preserve kindness and compassion and good and right intention without causing violence and, and harm and suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on that? So I was like, how do I do it without leaving a trail of bodies in my way? <laughs> you know? yeah. Because that hap- that has happened in history many, mm-hmm. many, many, many times. And so it's like we, uh, history, if nothing else, is the story of um, discovery without regard to the nature of suffering mm-hmm. or the, and the possibility of pain and suffering in the world. Yeah. It's discovery at all costs. Right. Um, no matter who's you know, kind of ground under the wheels of, of what we call progress. Um, is there, are there other ways or are we just kind of doomed for suffering every time there is discovery? Well, yeah, that's a good question. I, in our workshop, we tried to come up with at least, you know, a set of things that one would do well to engage if they want to, uh, put themselves in a discovery mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could probably talk through those. Right. Um, one of them starts with just this idea of knowing that you do not know all there is to know. Yeah. And, um, and it's like, that's not like an offensive thing to say one to one person. Like you don't know everything. Uh, none of us do like, 
all of human knowledge together, we do not, I don't think we know like a tenth of what there is to know. Um, take the deep sea, for example. Yeah, right, right. right? What do we know that we know the first, we, we know the top six inches of some of it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, that's it. Yeah. Why do people go to the doctor? Something yeah. hurts. Yep. And uh, there might be, there might be something that you can know that you don't currently know, <laughs> right? It's a discovery process. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go, you know, something's not working right. And I'm going to go see this person mm-hmm. to figure to, and, and maybe they can help me find out. They can help me discover what's going on. Right. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, it's important just even just not even like, I don't know, just being okay with the fact that there's so much more to know. Um, and maybe even delighting in that, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's always, um, you know, we walked into this room today, um, knowing that there is still more we could know about each other. Um, and we had a lovely conversation before we started our podcast. I dare say we learned things about ourselves (laughs) and each other through that process. So it is. Um, and so, yeah, I think discovery, um, can be fun, but, we have to be um, careful to um, know that we don't know everything. Right. All right, Sherry. So. So do you want to talk about discovery? Yeah. <laughs> we we just got, we, just, we, just we were just something. discovered we in our just, natural environment. It was, it was, it was fun. It was yes, fun. That Interesting. Was fun. Uh, you may have heard. I don't know. If, I don't know. Now I'm thinking, should I leave this in there? I might put a break in the audio. Yeah. Make a, put a weird sound in or something. If if that's what you hear, then that's what I did. If yes. I didn't, that's not what you heard. Uh, yeah, a gentleman knocked on the door and wanted to ask us about how to do a podcast. And what's funny about that is that we're sitting in the Annandale Center for Contemplative Practice, and nowhere on our door does it say that we podcast. Yeah. It's like, how did you find us? And he's like, I don't know, the lights were on. It's like, why are you talking to us about a podcast? It's like, you're here, aren't you? And I'm like, <laughs> what is happening now? What is happening? Yeah. What an interesting discovery. Yeah. I don't, I'm trying to fit discovery into this. I'm well, just curious though. I mean. I wish him well. For him, Hopefully. you know, he walked in a room knowing what he was, he, he was not afraid to show up a place being interested in something. Um, and sort of tried to navigate the space. Um, he showed up and found a space that was, was uh, using equipment that he very much knows is related to, um, you know, what it is he wants to do. The curious thing was, uh, knocking on the door when you see that people, two people have microphones well, in front of them. But that is a separate <laughs> conversation. Um, but yeah, so it's like, eh, I'm going to choose that to be, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, um, what a nice young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if I can make sense of this. Yeah. Should we, maybe we should leave this part out. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I might put this in the, I'll leave it in for the Patreon folks and I'll yeah. cut it out for everybody else. Anyway. How wow. strange. Yeah. How strange. Very cool. Uh, point number two, you do not currently see all that there is to see. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> well, and see, that was, okay, even with this, I think, but what's so funny about this, right, is that neither of us were in 
true discovery mode when we started recording this podcast, right? Um, Like we're talking about discovery, but we're not attuned to like a real curiosity mindset, right? Because we're used to when we're in a podcast, uh, we usually have a sign on the door that says, leave us alone. And we're just kind of like in it together. Yeah. So when there was a knock on the door, it sort of pushes us. Mm -hmm. Wait, no, I don't want to be curious. I want to be, I'm busy talking about discovery. I don't have time for discovery. Um, But one of the things that's true about uh, being a discoverer is that you have to admit that you do not currently see all that there is to see. Right. And so with this young man who comes in, like, we don't know anything about his story. Right. Um, we gave him his cards. Uh, we hope he'll reach out. We hope one day maybe he'll listen to this episode. Right. But we don't know the whole story there. Um, and so we kind of you get to choose how deep into discovery mode you want to go, yeah. I guess, with with instances like this. I'm still taken aback. I mean, he knocked on the door while we were recording a podcast. Not knowing that we even have a podcast to ask us about how to do a podcast. What do, what does one make of this? We do not currently see all that there is to see. Yeah. So it's like, you're going back to our, you know, Christopher, Christopher Columbus metaphor. He shows up in the West Indies and he says, Holy shit. There's other people here. What? We're here to discover something and be the first, but there's already people. What does one do with this information? And then we sort of know how it went from there. Yeah. You know, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an unfortunate way. But it's like, what do, what, do I, what do I do with this? The irony of this last 10 minutes of my life is unparalleled. Unparalleled. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to think about this for minutes to come. Uh, so we, <laughs> but I mean, thinking about him though, I mean, he was just, you know, before we go any further, we, I feel like I must officially disclaim that uh, we are not kidding one bit about what just happened. Yeah. Right. This is 100% true. I should have left the, the, the mixer running. So, cause it's like you wouldn't, you'd never believe it. Um, <laughs> but he, he went through uh, the, the year to thrive part one, two, and three. I mean, uh, he, he, he paused, you know, sometime and said, you know, what I want to do a podcast. He reflected you know, uh, what do I know and what do I not know in order to do that? And then he's on, he's on discovery. Yeah. He's knocked on a door that he's never knocked on before to ask a question so he can learn something because he realizes he doesn't know all there is to know. Um, he, he didn't see all that there was to see, which is on the table in front of us. Um, but he knew that other beings know and understand things he did not. I mean, you could go down the list. Well, our listeners don't have the list, so we might have to actually do that. that. But you know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about... I'm flummoxed. Yeah, me too. Uh, this is so funny. So part of the conversation, he asked if he could sit in and listen while we recorded. And you know what I said? said I, s- I said, no, no, we don't normally do that. We don't do that. Yeah. Literally, like... 10 minutes after on the podcast saying, well, and you know, sometimes we say, oh no, we can't do it because we don't do it that way. <sighs> the universe is stupid. What a strange. Um, I do think we showed up well for that. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I think you did. 
I, I kind of was like, help, Paul. I don't know what to say. Yeah, this yeah, is weird. We worked it out. Um, it was fine. Yeah, it was um, fine. Well, and it's just, it's, it was so hard to figure out who I wanted to show up as in mm. that. Uh, because the number of times that I have been a woman interrupted mid podcast yeah, is right. pretty short. Those on one hand. Yeah. Um, today, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But okay. So I hope the listener found that experience as curious as we did. Yeah, that was curious. Um, so shall we go through the um, the checklist for what we believe we need in order to become a good discoverer and in that we can notice how this young man was a great discoverer today and we could have done better (laughs) we did okay i mean we you know he he left with with clear direction and encouraged yes we didn't discourage him i i think that's true we we talked to him for a little bit about where to find some resource anyway yeah yeah absolutely um, I think we did pretty good. We gave him a way to contact us if he wants to. We did. You know, we, yeah. We did a good job. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so step one. Step one, you do not know all there is to know. Ain't that the truth? Step two. You do not currently see all that there is to see. Perfect. Step three. Other beings know and understand things you do not. Mm-hmm. And number four. Number four. Why am I reading these? Because I asked you to. Okay. Other beings have occupied spaces and experiences that you have not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number five. five. Oh, now he's looking at me. Number five. Number five. You are limited in your capacity to know, experience, and understand. That's true. It is true. It's very true. It's very true. Um, when we do number six? I can do it. Okay. Number six, your current way of seeing may inhibit your ability to see as others do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So walking through those, what do you see about our most recent curious exchange um, with that list in mind? Uh, Number four. Yeah. You know, other beings have occupied spaces and experiences that you have not. You know, I I put myself in the position of our our, our young gentleman friend. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he knows that there are people out there that do podcast. I'm just still blown away from that whole thing. That's weird. Um, you, you know, and this is, you can be taught, you know, we can, we can learn things. Mm-hmm. We can learn things about ourselves just by our own activities of introspection mm-hmm. and consideration. Um, but there are people out there that know things too. And sure. You can always ask for help. And that's where a lot of people kind of freeze up freeze up as well. You know, sometimes the mind that likes to keep us safe and protect us from embarrassment and shame and all of that pops up. And when we realize we don't know something, we don't want to, we don't want anybody to find out Mm -hmm. that we don't know something because that means, huh, this whole notion of you use this word earlier, deficient deficiency, you know, that if we find out something that we don't know, we're deficient in some way. And this is just, you know, the evil specter of perfectionism and wanting to be perfect for ourselves and for everyone around us shows up, you know, and the remedy for that is to expand. And Mm -hmm. yet it so often causes contraction as a way to, again, like prevent shame and embarrassment and kind of whatever. Um, The most helpful thing that uh, I think that I've ever learned when I is that that's helpful to me is when I don't know something, it's like, Nope, out with it. Can you, what does that acronym stand for? I just don't know. Yeah. You know, just 
the, the quicker you can learn to say that you don't know something, the sooner discovery can happen. Yeah, it's true. What's funny yeah. about hearing you say that is that the people in my life who I think are like the smartest people I know are also people who will readily tell me when they don't know something mm -hmm. um, and ask like for clarification. Um, and I think that's actually how they became so smart is that they're willing to ask the questions to learn things. Um, and then there are people who, when like I might be talking about something and they'll be insistent that they already know all about it. Um, and then later in the conversation, you really kind of get a sense that like, I don't think they know what we're talking right, about, right, right. but it was really important to them that they look knowledgeable. Um, and so we, sometimes that desire to look knowledgeable is so strong um, that I think we miss out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even like this, you know, this silly example, well, it's not silly to me at all, but this example of me in the spelling test, like I was so ashamed for so long about my inability to spell that I didn't want to go like ask for help or try to learn the rules or any of that. Um, I didn't want people to know that I mm -hmm. couldn't spell because mm -hmm. how could an English teacher not be able to spell? That's right. ridiculous. Right. Right. Um, but so <laughs> by, you know, taking this test now I found out like, Oh, there's a specific set of tools that I just never committed to memory. And if I learn those, then I'll probably be a pretty damn good speller. Yeah. How is this different than mathematics? Because people are very readily able to admit that they're not good at math. They do so even when they're not. Like not not good. You know? <laughs> not good. Not not, not, not not good. Not not good. Yeah. Um, well, I think there's just certain skill sets that early on we have some negative experiences from, from looking at a lot of student papers. There are a lot of people that don't know how to spell. Either, <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you know, it, I'm not sure how much of a difference there really is here. Yeah. You know, in the formative conversation. Yeah. I think people struggle with spelling. People struggle with math. People struggle because they're people. And I think that's one of the things that I've actually discovered by looking at my own, uh, you know, whenever you really spend time to really look at your weaknesses, um, you find out just like how normal you they are. Find out you have some. Yeah. Right in the just like everyone else, right? Like. Have you looked at the thickness of a dictionary? Yeah. There's, there's a lot of words. There's a whole lot of words. Um, well, and even like with your surgery, right? Like yeah, this yeah. surgery seems so big and scary and blah, blah, blah. But as I've talked to people about your surgery, it's like, oh my God. Like, everybody knows somebody. Yeah. Everybody like, knows somebody. Like, I almost feel left out. Like, it seems like everybody's getting this done. You get one too, Sherry. No, thanks. You should get one too. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, uh, it's, it's big and scary to me because I haven't had one yet. I would like this to be the only time that you could you know, say I, I that would, you're experiencing it. I would it. too. I would mm -hmm. too. But I mean, isn't that it? I mean, Everything's the first thing for something for everyone. Yeah. And, you know, the scariness. Mm. Mm -hmm. Just haven't done it before. No. Yeah. And I think with a lot of this stuff, like anything that you only do the once, it's it's a, it's an awkward experience to walk through the process of discovery. It's mm -hmm. just um, 
you know, with the young man who knocked on the door, I imagine the first time you knock on the door of a random space, that can be scary. Right. Mm. And I think that's why I felt like so much sort of an onus. Like I wanted to make sure that the way we showed up for him, you know, especially summer, um, you know, some people are coming to Nova, um, you know, for the first time, these are their first experiences on on a college campus. Like, um, you know, what if like this person comes and the first discovery he has about college is that college professors don't have time for you. You know, I don't want that. Right. No. Um, granted, no. I think we gave our cards and we did all the right things there, but it's, um, yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of vulnerability in it. You know? Oh, there is. Yeah, for sure. Um, and now if this was this gentleman's first time on campus, now he knows people do record podcasts on campus. There are mm-hmm. resources that, you know, he can check out, yep. you know, uh, to do it himself. And he got some information and some contacts of some faculty that know a thing or two about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we showed up pretty well for that, too. What an interesting. What an so interesting weird. experience. It so was. Weird. Um, I can't. I can't see. And it was weird for us because we'd never had it happen. Have, before. I have never had that happen. before. What's funny is like we have recorded podcasts like on the side of the street, like during the pandemic. Yeah, people where just walk on by. People yeah. were walking by. And even then I expected somebody to stop and be like, hey, what are you doing? Never had it happen. And I think what makes today so weird um, is that we're not here in our professional capacity no. today. No, no, no. Um, we're here as like this is a place to camp out because we wanted to hang out outside, but the smoky, we do not want to discover what it feels like to sit outside and record with smokiness. No, we don't. No, we don't. Well, anyway, that was weird. (laughs) (laughs) So all these points are going to come back to the experience we just had about 15 minutes ago, just so everybody knows. Um, (laughs) uh, Other beings have occupied spaces and experiences that you have not, you know, true. Yeah true um you know i did notice some challenge like it's hard for me um sometimes when i meet someone new and i'm not in a space that where i'm sort of expecting to be a welcoming and sort of um Mm -hmm. presence Mm -hmm. um you know like when he asked if he could sit in and join which is a perfectly innocent question because of who I am and the experiences I've had in life, um, I found that super probably innocuous question to be incredibly threatening. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to, to make sure to get to a no on that as quickly as possible. Um, in part because I knew we were doing the Discovery uh, podcast. I didn't know what we were going to discover in it. If, if podcasting actually feels very vulnerable. And yeah, so like... So, you know, I'm almost ashamed to say like how, how firm of a no I was on that, but I'm also super able to be empathetic towards myself and say, yeah, you were a no on that because of the spaces and experiences you've had in your life. Yeah. And, and for good reason, Mm -hmm. given the practicalities of what, you know, I don't know if he knows how to be quiet. You know, I don't know if the chair squeaks. I don't know if, you know you know, somebody in the room might end up in a different, different pod than somebody who's not in the room. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden we're going to be performers and not just recording the pod. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we like, do things in public, but this ain't one of them, you know? Yeah. Uh, this ain't one of them. And so like, I, 
totally commend him for asking the question. Like that's a, such a good discovery question. And my no helps me discover a lot about me. Yeah. Yeah. We are limited in our capacity to know, experience and understand. That is point five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there are some things about uh, when I have questions about other people's experiences that I have not had those experiences. And therefore I can, what is that? I can sympathize, but not necessarily always empathize, but I can empathize yeah. with things that are similar. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm just, I mean, there are some things that I'm just never sort of going to get or grok just because I don't know what it's like, you know, yeah. um, and nor, nor will I have the experiences that allow me to know what it is really like to do something. And so the best I can do in that situation is, you know, you know, ag- ag- agree to the, to the honest truth of what the other person is saying you know, and respect the fact that they know more than I do about it Mm -hmm. based on the experiences that I had in their life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's, and, and to gauge my own actions as a result of that accordingly, you know, to not accidentally cause harm when none was intended. Mm -hmm. Not that it really ever is. Yeah. You know, Um, we ask our kids questions about stuff all the time just because things are different now. I mean, we can't always equate our college experiences to theirs today. That was my case. I don't know, 30, mm-hmm. 30 years ago, you know, things are different now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I found like, I found that to become like a really important, important part of my trajectory becoming um, a, like a actually responsive teacher mm-hmm. is that I used to kind of go into the classroom being like, ah, I'm practically their age. I know what their experiences are like. Um, and I think really getting to where like, no, there's no way you know what any of their experiences are right. like because they are their experiences. Right? right. And so trying to not assume I know what's true about my students and really just ask like, what is it like? What was it like? Being a student yeah, during what's COVID. That like? What's that yeah. like? What was it like? What was to that have? like? Yeah. What's it like being a student after COVID? What's it like, you know, to, I mean, there weren't online classes when I was in college. There was barely an internet. You know, there was, <laughs> yeah. you know, even that was, you know, cute. What's it like to grow up with a cell phone? I don't know. I know. We were excited about like MOOCs. Yeah. 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 yeah that's like, after we would my go time. to the library yeah. and. Yeah. We would go to the library and get a book off the shelf from the card catalog and photocopy it for 10 cents a page. Yeah. That's whereas which, <laughs> we, we just invited this young man to go rent podcast out equipment, equipment yeah. from the library. You know, yeah, things are different. And so um, I know what it's like to, 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 to do many of those things. I don't want, I don't know what it's like to do that in college. I don't know what it's like to do that when you're Mm-mm. 18 or 17. I don't know what it's like, you know, to be stuck at home during a pandemic when you're, you know, a teenager or younger mm-hmm. trying to, you know, trying to do life and, you know, everybody's car sort of gets T-boned in the intersection of what they, how they think things are going to go. That's true. You know, for the next couple of years anyway. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. And so, I mean, just the, the sheer and complete total value of like, just ask. Mm-hmm. Just ask, you know, what I've learned of anything from our students. They're happy to tell you, mm-hmm. 
you know, a lot of times they're surprised that somebody's actually asking. Yeah. I mean, how often is that true, right? Like you ask, um, you ask somebody a question and they say, thank you for asking. Yeah. Oh, thanks for asking. I appreciate it. You know, that. um, sometimes I ask my students questions and they're like, no one's ever asked me to, um, you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of times in first year comp, I'll have me things. How feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And in first year comp, I'll do things like, um, you know, explain to me who you are using a metaphor and mm -hmm. they'll say, no one's ever asked me who I am. And I'm like, well, welcome to college. Yeah, it's time you, to figure you, it out. What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, one of the discovery tools that we use a lot, and I uh, am ashamed to say I can't remember if we talked about these on the podcast before, but we might have, uh, but we tend to use the feelings and needs list, mm -hmm. and uh, we are really big fans of the Grok Your World Grok decks. Right. Um, right. And I think they're really good discovery tools to help you discover uh, sort of through that NVC lens, both what you feel, but more importantly to me anyway, is to discover what you need. Mm -hmm. Um, and what's interesting about that is every single person kind of has the opportunity to be doing that discovery work for themselves and also for the people they're with. And right. Right. Boy, there's a lot to discover. Boy, there is. I mean, th that uh, the feelings and needs deck is not small. The list is not short. I mean, mm -hmm. there's quite a lot of feelings and needs out there to discover. Um, and even within the Grok cards, we use these things all the time. We got a big stack of them in here because we use them so frequently in workshops and in other other contexts. There's like the, some of them have what, a little diamond on them or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like for the shortened version. If you yeah, for <laughs> the base are the, These set. are the biggies. This is the base set of feelings. But then there's this whole other pantheon, pantheon yeah. of others that have a little more nuance to them. Uh, but we just, uh, yeah, we just, um, I can see them from where I set the feelings and needs list on the whiteboard over there. But we did just link them in the newsletter that just came out, though. We did. Yeah, we so did. folks can go to the. Go to the newsletter and get that. Mm -hmm. And they're also available um, at the website of the Center for Nonviolent Communication. Right. Um, the versions we use, you know, came great straight from there. Um, but I find the needs list in particular um, coming to explore, um, and that maybe this is a different take on reflection in some way, um, but discovering for myself what it looks like to have each of these needs met for me. Mm -hmm. How do I like to have these needs met um, versus how do they get met in my life mm -hmm. um, has been really interesting. Um, you know, cause there's, <laughs> I used to tell people, or maybe I still say this, like you can't go to your classroom and try to get your needs met. Right. Like it's one place. Um, but there are others as well. Um, so looking at things like, um, you know, how do, how does Paul get his need for harmony met? <laughs> and what does he do when he realizes he can't get it right. met through all avenues of life at once? Yeah, that's curious. <laughs> yeah, it's a curious thing. I mean, uh, we've talked about this with, with students before though. Um, like, cause, cause when, when we say so, so, so students, so kids, so wonderful, you know, colleagues on earth. Um, name a need that you have. And it's like cell phone almost always comes up. Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, is a cell phone a need? And it's nowhere on any of the needs lists anywhere that a cell mm -hmm. phone is a need. Um, and so what we say is the strategy that, it, you know, that, that meets needs. Um, and what makes a cell phone come up so frequently is that it meets a lot of needs. 
yeah. as it's one device. But I mean, I was thinking about this um, yesterday a little bit to sort of as I was doing my whatever I do on Thursdays, you know, um, this whole notion of, of habits, habits and addiction. And why do we do the things that we do? And it's like a habit is a strategy to get a need met that you've put on autopilot. Mm -hmm. You know, you stop considering alternatives and you just do this one thing, um, which is why it can feel so disruptive when you can't engage in the habit thing that, that, that is done, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's like, but I have this need, but I haven't done anything, any other strategies to meet that need in such a long time. And so discovery comes in on this as in what else could I do? Mm-hmm. You know, well, what else have other people done? Um, has this come up for anybody else when I can't actually do these things that, um, I have this internal desire or drive to do, but my avenue for doing it is no longer available to me or just like not now. Mm-hmm. You know, because what makes a habit a habit is not thinking about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. But when you're locked into the particular strategy, like you're not really in discovery mode, are you? No, 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 no. Yeah. You're in default mode network. Yeah. You know, you're in uh, the, the the mode that exists. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, otherwise, I think it's interesting otherwise. to like take one of these terms and then sort of explore like what are the strategies I use to meet them and what are the strategies that are available? Would that be an exercise? So flip through the flip through the needs list. Yeah. You know, what do you do? What do you do? I mean, some of these are, are kind of straightforward. Right. But I mean, food. S- what do you do to meet the need for food? <laughs> well, it seems like it's straightforward instead. But mm. when you think about all the ways that we've changed the strategies we That's have true. related That's to food, um, boy, that changes a lot, actually. Yeah. But I mean, one of the big things, and you've talked about this um, a little bit more than I have lately, when when it gets to um, the, the, the need for joy or pleasure or something like that. A lot of people might say the the strategy is food mm-hmm. to get to get joy out of something and to get to to to, to find something pleasurable um, or exciting or something like that. Yeah, and it's like once you enter into that relationship where you're looking for food to do something that is other than nourishment, mm-hmm. you've entered into a relationship. Yeah, that can go south. Yes, considering more than anything else not the merits or, or lack thereof of foods as they are, but the things that, you know, capitalism has done to food to make it mm-hmm. scratch those itches as, as well as possible. Right. And food- about the, the tastiest, crunchiest, saltiest, fattiest, yummiest thing of all time. Yeah. So here is a deep fried salty stick of butter. <laughs> yeah. <know>? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Let's mm, take cheese and yeah, deep let's, fry let's it. Let's deep fry some Oreos. I mean, so- yeah. It's almost like the weaponization of food towards a commercial end. Right. And and that's what happens when we look to food to meet to meet a, a need that is not hunger. Yes. Yeah. Well, and or uh, nourishment. Yeah. Or, or when we're yeah, when we're trying to meet an additional need along with food. Yeah, and then that food becomes a habit. Yeah. You know. Well, but I mean, sometimes it's not even like and it within works the so habit. Well, it becomes an addiction and then Yeah, because sometimes what you're trying to marry is um ease with food. Or communion, you know, right. with food. And right. I mean, that's been something that I've been thinking about a lot because um I've drastically changed how I eat, right? Yeah. 
mm-hmm. right around the same time you did. Right? Funny that. Funny that. For similar and different reasons, both. Right. And so <laughs> generally, generally <laughs> similar, specifically different. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I'm eating I very hope, differently. I hope. Yeah. But it's amazing to me how much, um, you know, opportunities for friendship and community and companionship are tied to food. And so, um, and in addition to that, like I'm on this real tear where I'm so fed up with how expensive dining out really is. Yeah, it's a lot. Right. It's, it's very expensive. And so I tell myself it's worth it for the company that I'm keeping, like if I'm dining out. Um, but it's amazing to me how often like you want to reconnect with someone like the next thing is, oh, the, the need is connection. But those strategies we have for connection are go buy something together. Yeah. Right. right. Like let's let's right, go right, to right. a movie. Let's uh, go to dinner. Let's have some coffee. Let's go to ice cream. Um, so we so often couple these things. And so what happens if we try to de like disconnect the idea of like what I really want is connection. And what I don't want is capitalism. Right. Right. <laughs> and I mean, what what food oftentimes gets used for, you know, just talk about food just for like another hot second you know, is this, I'm hungry and it's easy or not even just like, I don't know, I'm, I'm discomforted and I need something salty or mm-hmm. I need to take a walk and like, oh, here's a, you know, here's a vending machine. Mm, that looks good. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. That reminds me of my childhood when I had joyful occasions having whatever. Uh-huh. Ho-hos. I don't know. You know. We um, did go through a little Debbie Yeah, but cake. one thing, I mean, but one thing that, you know, this this kind of directive intentional eating has has gotten, you know, definitely me, I suspect sometimes you as well, is what what conversations around what the role of food is does one have when going to the cafeteria to get chicken strips? None. Uh-huh. None. You know, the conversation is, I don't know, do you want the chicken strips or do you want to get the pizza today? That's it. Yeah. You know, that that's it. If it's like, hey, do you want lunch? It's like, yeah, we brought a salad. Here we made this hollyhock dressing. Check it out in the newsletter. Um, <laughs> and Insight Meditation Society is where we got, you know, yeah. uh, ooh, hollyhock. That sounds, yeah, it does. What do you have in that salad? We got some lettuce. We got some uh, some cruciferous things. Put some carrots on there. I mean, yeah. And you know, like when, you, when you're eating, that is for reasons that is not just... I'm hungry and it's available. People I think sometimes do notice and mm-hmm. they ask questions in a whole conversation that can be discovery for both people right. sort of comes out of it. So it's yeah. like um, those, those habits that form when we stop discovering also stop interesting conversation from happening. Yeah, absolutely. That can cause, that can result in growth of, of everyone involved. It's like, when when discovery has happened, Paul, you have clogged arteries and it's going to get weird. You know, ooh, that could be partially be related to what I eat. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what else could I eat yeah. that could satisfy the need to live longer? Uh, not to put too fine a point on it. And yeah. turns out there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that forced reconciliation and reconsideration of what food was for mm-hmm. has resulted in some pretty tasty meals, if I must say so. So it it's like it turns has. out there's a lot of stuff. And now um, we're hyper curious about food mm-hmm. and the role that it plays. And we eat very well. Yes. We eat very well. 
And there's all kinds better. of interesting feel experiments that happen in the kitchen. And yeah. Well, and you know, one thing that sort of showed up with this idea of like an instant pot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it works very well. I love it. How do they live so long without it? Yeah. Um, I haven't broke mine out. I need to, but, um, you know, one of the things that just being willing to move into a phase of discovery and ask questions that push against the habit, um, you know, part of that, it, it requires maybe this vulnerability and stuff, but you know, because I've been on such a like, Oh, food is so expensive and it's so hard, um, to go have a mostly plant-based breakfast yeah, it's not easy. out in yeah, the world. Breakfast, especially breakfast is so hard. And so the other day, um, I guess it was last Saturday, um, I was going to get together with a friend of mine. And so originally the plan had been to go to this diner. Um, and the more, like, as we got closer, the more I started thinking about what I was going to eat, the more I started realizing, like, I'm going to go and I'm going to make choices that are going to compromise my intentions for myself in the name of connection. And then I said to myself, if I told my friend that in the name of connecting with her, Mm -hmm. Hi, Beth. She listens to this podcast. Yeah, hey, Beth. Um, <laughs> Early supporter. <laughs> yes. Dear friend. Dear the, friend of the pod. The dearest friend of the and pod. Us, and us. Um, if I told Beth, like, I'm sacrificing what's important to me because I think the only way you'll hang out with me is if we go to breakfast. Like, it's absurd. And so once I sort of went through that check down, I was like, hey, Beth, do you want to just come over and eat breakfast at the house with us? And she was like, I would be delighted to see, Wonderful. you know, because she knows that Eric and I switched to plant-based yogurt and this whole yeah, thing. Yeah. She tried the plant-based yogurt. What'd you think? It's bland. Okay. <laughs> she was like, oh, that's why you put so many <laughs> toppings yeah. in. There you go. Yes, yes, so, it it's is. It's a blank canvas on which yeah. so many beautiful things can be painted. <laughs> and then Eric was like, no, I think our yogurt's plenty flavorful. Yeah. So it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Um, that's funny. And then sort of empowered by that, like, uh, I think it was just a few days later that I was getting together with another friend and I was like, oh, I really, we're going to end up hanging out. It's going to be close to lunchtime. And I am so sick of dropping like $25 on a mediocre meal. Right. Um, right. And then, so then, like I said to him, how about afterwards you come back to the house and I will make you a Paul and Sherry salad. Nice. Um, and so I did. And it was the first time I'd made that salad for anyone other than, you know, a Spiegel or a Fitzgerald. Yeah, right, right. Um, and so it was just lovely. It was lovely to be able to share this, this, you know, the hollyhock and the way we've been eating to just be able to share that with someone. Um, it was very lovely. Yeah, that is lovely. But, you know, tied to the, the original, one of those original sort of questions of this kind of snip of this, of this conversation that go to, go to a restaurant, you know, and, and hang out with somebody. It, I think what, what, you know, I'm sure I've done this in the past. It's like uh, this, this notion that I'm not enough as I am. So I have to sweeten the deal by, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by, by bringing food into it yep. that will be enjoyable in case they're chasing after happiness with, through food and, um, they get, and, and I'll, I'll be there too, you know? So <laughs> yeah. it's like, don't hang out with me, hang out with this, uh, well, this rack of ribs and, uh, I'll, can I be there as well? I mean, cause I think that happens with a lot of people without thinking about it too much. I think this you gotta is, sweeten the deal to make it worth it for them. I mean, that's the premise of dating, right? Yeah. Like, um, you don't know if you're going to like the person, so you're going to promise to feed them if they, they try you out for the, the afternoon, yeah, right? right? It doesn't um, work out. You can blame the movie. Yeah. But yeah. So at least you got some popcorn, right? Yeah. yeah. 
It's curious, right? Yeah, and there's no pressure to actually talk or anything because there's a movie on. It's a movie. Know, same yeah. thing with eating. You're it's gonna like, be chewing. You're be chewing. It's not polite to chew with your mouth. No, full. it's not. No, it's not. So um, it's, it's it's a lot of safety kind of gets buffered into it to uh, to shield uh, the possibility of rejection. Yeah, almost it seems like. Um, yeah, because we're it's almost like we're afraid to discover what would happen if we just showed up with ourselves. Well, then you'd have to figure out, then you'd have to learn that somebody likes you for who you are. Mm. Uh, and who wants that? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who wants that? It's, uh, well. My own mentor says sometimes that when you when you finally get um, the thing that you've, you need and have been craving for, it can almost feel repulsive mm. like, in terms of like the emotional stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, it's it's been funny lately. Something that I've discovered is that, you know, I used to be somebody who always wanted to fill the air with words, like constantly. Someone should be talking, or something is wrong. Yeah, right. Um, and it's taken me a while, but some of I think all of my closest friends are people that I can shut up with. So much so that the other day, you and I were on the phone together. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were kind of co-working and so we weren't talking. We were just kind of, I don't know, sharing air while we were working. But I was in uh, our me and Eric's bedroom, which is where my desk is. Um, and so I had my back to the door and he came in yeah, and he touched, scared, touched scared me on the, the shoulder, scared the yeah. shit out of me. <laughs> but he had no idea I was on the phone yeah. because you and I were just... Yeah, banging away. Banging away. Yeah, yeah, yeah but we were just kind of stuff, sharing yeah. space in silence. Um, but for me, like, even though we weren't in that space talking, like, I still felt like communication and closeness and all of that. Oh, yeah. And we had shit to do. We had shit, <laughs> yeah, we had shit to do. So. Um, you like that newsletter? It doesn't have it by itself. So, right? Yeah. There's that. Um, but it's just funny. Like, something I've really come to know is, like, all of my closest friends um, I can shut up with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there's an, there's an acceptance there. Yeah. And talk about something to discover. Mm-hmm. You can be accepted for who you are. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, not easy to get there. It's not. I'm still working on it. Mm. You know, we all are. We all are. You know, so. Uh, there's so much to learn about yourself. Oh, my God. Discovery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> I, your you know, current way of seeing may inhibit your ability to see as others do. So, mm, yeah. Isn't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? It, in fact, it's curious that we put the word may in there. May. It's like your no, current it's way well. of seeing yeah, will. Absolutely. absolutely. Well. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's no grand un, unwinding always to do there. It's just realizing that your current way of seeing is your current way of seeing. It can change. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, uh, you got to where you are from what's going on, what has in your life, and it'll continue to change. Mm hmm. You know, so yeah, uh, open to that. Yeah. You know, I think that this particular episode went in a direction I would not have guessed yeah. because there's no way that I guessed that someone was going to knock on our door. Yeah, that was curious. I'm still flabbergasted by that. Me too. I keep looking at the door. Yeah, it's like, is there someone there? Yeah, someone? That, was, that, yeah. Was, that was, that was something else. It really was. The irony of that. Yeah. Is multi-layered. <laughs> So true. <laughs> How strange. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, such is discovery, I guess. You don't always expect it. I mean, the multidimensional oddness. What are, no. the, what are the chances of that? It's like going to buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> in the immortal words of the, the movie Clerks, like, 
we're not even supposed to be here today. You're not even supposed to be here today. Yeah. Um, random kid knocking on a random door because the lights were on. So we can ask people about how to do a podcast. Literally. While they're trying. I'm supposed to be in surgery today. Yeah. But we are here recording a podcast. I mean, I don't even. Anyway. It's absurd. That is absurd. And so, so the reminder that yeah. you can't always see all there is to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. All you can do is show up and discover what's your piece to see. Yeah. Yeah. What am I feeling right now? And uh, how do I be with that? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. very good. Very good. Thanks, Sherry. Thanks, Paul. Great chat. Indeed. Great chat. <laughs> indeed. Curious one. Curious but, uh, indeed. Yeah. Curious, curious curiosity indeed. leads to discovery. So maintain, discover curiosity and. Yeah world opens up cool awesome thanks paul yeah thank you sherry have a wonderful day everybody uh we'll be in touch indeed cool <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. right take care everybody Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.